Amen. I, I'm just going to get right in it because there's some stuff I want you to see, and I'm telling you, uh, I, I'm excited. If I go a little Pentecostal on you today, you just have to, like, forgive me because, uh, you know, I, I, I've been seeing God do some things, and it's changing, and, and, uh, and there's some lives that, uh, that I'm, you know, man, when you, when you can, you know, just look at somebody and see their level of growth, it's kind of, you know, it's exciting for me, and I'm watching people that are growing, stepping into something, and uh, getting some traction, and I'm thinking, hey, uh, uh, God, let's, 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 let's celebrate together, and so it's hard every once in a while to just calm down a little bit. But uh, if, if you can today, just check this out and wrap your heart because or if, you can get, if you can get some revelation, you can, you can elevate to a totally different uh, type of result in, in your life. And, and we're going to be talking about prayer, and, and uh, I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to show you what the Word says about prayer, but I want to tell you right up front that if you don't have the Word of God, I'm not certain that you're actually praying. Okay, and, and so if you if you don't know the word of God, then you can't actually pray. Effective prayer is taking God's word into God's presence and getting into agreement with God on that word. It's not going into God's presence and changing God's way of thinking. It's you going into God's presence and His word. You you aligning with His word. You stay there till you agree with what He said. And and and, uh, and if you don't have the word of God, I'm I'm I kind of think. You, you might label it prayer, but I don't think it's actually prayer. See, a lot of people pray and ask God to do stuff he's already done, which would be very hard prayer to answer if you think about it, right? You know, how do you show an answer to someone that's asking you to do something that's already done and the answer is already there, but they can't see the answer? So they're waiting on you to produce that which has already been produced, and they won't recognize what they already have. Now, you're supposed to make certain that you produce it for them, but you already did. So they act as if you're doing nothing, which is in reality true, because you've already done what they've asked you to do. So you don't have to redo what you've already done. So God's not going to redo things that he's already accomplished. Jesus is not going to die again. Right? So there are some things that he has obtained that you might be attempting to obtain, but they've already been obtained. And so what your role, Jesus died to obtain them, you live to demonstrate them. Okay, and so if you can demonstrate what he has obtained already, you will humiliate hell. But hell's trying to talk you out of what God's been talking you into. So hell's trying to get you to move, to shift to, to, to uh, uh, you know, to, to let go of what God's put in your hand already. And so then uh, Christians that are a little bit uninformed, you know, uh, will begin to pray prayers. You know, that just, just a couple of things to, to, to launch this morning. One, you don't need to pray prayers that you can answer yourself. Right? Look at your neighbor and say, that was for you. Okay. You don't have to pray prayers you can answer yourself. Go ahead and, go ahead and do it, right? I'm a doer. I'm a doer. I'm a doer of the Word of God, right? Say it. Say, I'm a doer. I'm a doer. I'm a doer of the Word of God. So if you don't know what to do, do the work, right? Just go ahead and do it. You don't even need permission. Just do the work because you already have permission. So you don't have to pray prayers you can answer yourself. 
and you don't, don't waste a lot of time. See, because here's what foolish prayer does is it gets you to invest your time into something that will never produce the desired result. So you don't have to waste time asking God to do things he's already done. Okay, let's, let's get in a word and explain it. This is the confidence, 1 John 5, 14. This is the confidence that we have in him. Okay, our confidence is in him. Our confidence is in him. That if we, if we ask, everybody say, if we ask. If we ask. No, say it loud. Say, if we, ask. if we ask. If we ask anything according to his will, well, he's going to hear us. If we ask anything according to his will, he's going to hear us. And 15 says, if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know we're, that we're going to have the petitions that we've asked of him. You know, it's, it's crazy because if you are asking according to his will, if it doesn't exist, the, the, it says that he'll create it for you. And all God's doing is reciprocating because there was something that didn't exist before you asked that you created for God. So you created for God an access point because God has given you authority See, Ephesians 3.20 says that he is able to do exceeding abundantly above and beyond all that we could ask or think. How do you know that God's ability is amazing? Okay, God, he is able, he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above, beyond anything you ask, think, imagine. God's ability is limitless. So God's limitless ability is limited by us because it's according to the power of that this work, this, that, that's at work are being distributed by us. That power, that authority, see, God's ability. So a lot of times we make statements like, I'm not able to do that. I don't have that strength. I don't, you know, I don't have that power. I'm not strong enough. I'm weak. Well, you're looking at your ability, and here's the deal is that I, you don't need to lean on your ability. You lean on his ability. So his ability is limitless. But, but here's what he gave you. He gave you authority. So you have authority so to, to permit God to use his ability, are you tracking? Am I making sense? Because without your authority, because God, God's a just God, he's a merciful God, but he's a just God. And in his mercy, he doesn't want you to get what you deserve. Somebody say, thank God. Man, I'm telling you right now that, that, that you know, if you get a revelation of what you deserve and, and, and know that you ain't going to get it, you will run around the building a couple times. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. But he, has, he wants to show mercy, but he has to do it legally. He's a just God, right? And he's given us authority. He's given to us the, the keys of the kingdom, right? The keys of the kingdom. They're in your hands. So whatever you loose is loosed in heaven. Whatever you bind is bound in heaven. You know, and heaven's responding to you. And so you, you have to understand your authority so that God can operate in his ability, all right, so you're asking God to do things, and when you ask him to do things, what it does is it, get, it grants a permit. It, it, it's like uh, in, in this city, you know, if, uh, if you're going to build a house, you, you can hire the, the, the most uh, qualified, the most gifted builder. You, you get all the subcontractors lined out, but if you ain't got some permits, ain't nobody building nothing. So you have God, the creator of everything, who's more than able to do what you need. There's got to be some permits. And you have the authority to release God's ability in your life. Come on, somebody. So if, if we ask, if we ask. See, a lot of us aren't asking. Why? Because, because problems and situations and challenges and, and, and drama have distracted us. 
And the distraction has us in a position of prayerlessness. See, well, I, I, I'm waiting to see God move. Okay, here's my question. Have you actually been in prayer? Are you praying about it? Well, you know, God's got authority. Uh, he's, he's sovereign God, and what he wants to happen will happen. Well, if that was true, you'd be radically different than you are. Matter of fact, you'd be nice, right? You'd be, you'd be kind. Look at your neighbor and say, you'd be kind. See, you, you, you think about stuff. If God was really, you know, just doing what he wanted, well, here, here's the deal is that you and I have to get back to that if we ask. We can have confidence in him, but it still isn't going to produce, it won't be profitable until we ask. You have not because ye ask and ye. See, we know the word, but it's almost like, you know, and like I said, it's life and all that chaos and all that drama and all that stuff, it can be distracting. And so what happens is that we end up neglecting to pray. And so, uh, you, you know, I just want to give a couple of quick, quick reminders. Number one, prayer is the legal means whereby God interacts with the world. So you, you have to pray, and as you pray, and as you ask, as you open the door, remember God said, hey, I'm at the door knocking, but if you open the door, I'm coming in. So you are at the threshold of God's participation in your situation, but you got to open the door. And you got to give him access. The thief, he'll kick the door down to come steal from you. But God needs you to open the door to grant him access. Amen? You see, the God of this world, Satan, is blinding people so that they don't believe. But God, who has shined his light, man, I'm telling you, he's called you out of darkness, translated you into the marvelous light of his dear son. You, and you have authority to release God's ability. Amen? And prayer is our resistance to the enemy who wants to kill, steal, and destroy. See, we all quote Jeremiah 29, 11, that God's got a plan, and it's to prosper me and not to harm me, to give me hope, to give me future. But your enemy has a plan too. And prayer is how you stop the strategy of the enemy. Well, no wonder there's so much chaos in your world. There's so little prayer. Remember God's put his power in you? You know, Luke had said that he, he uh, Terry, hang out here till you be endued with power. Acts 1-8, it said, but you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit's come upon you. I'm, I'm telling you, in Ephesians 3.20 again, it's according to the power that's in you. So you have this power. You have, you, you have the power of God in you. In, in, Luke, in Luke, it says, uh, I have given you uh, power, authority over all the ability of the enemy. See, a lot of times we, we're, we're really mesmerized by, by the enemy's ability, but I'm going to tell you something, but you have authority over his ability. Look at that. I've, look, everybody say, look. look. Man, look, I've given you authority over all the power of the enemy. And, and man, you, you walk among snakes, scorpions, and crush them. So, you know, what, what does that mean to you? You can go right to work I mean, on your job, walking among the snakes and scorpions, you know who those people are, right? You can head on down to Costco, 
and be the winner. Nothing can harm you. Why? Because you've got authority. Amen? You, you, have, you have the power of God on the inside of you, but you release that power through prayer, and, and, and God adds his power to our prayers. I want us to see this one more time in Revelation. Revelation chapter 5, verse 8. And when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. So your prayers are being collected into what? bowls, okay? Revelation 8, 1. He opened the seventh seal, and there was silence in heaven for about half an hour, and I saw the seven, and I think, I think Doug might have said something to Leslie this morning about that half hour thing. He's in the ER right now <laughs> with, with a bloody nose, and, and uh, I'm telling you, there could be a connection. And I saw the seven angels who stand before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. Then another angel, having a golden censer, came and stood before the altar, and he was given incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar, which is before the throne. And the smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints ascended before God from the angel's hand. And the angel took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar, and threw it to the earth. And there were noises, thunderings, lightnings, and an earthquake. I'm telling you that when your bowl gets loaded, he's going to add his fire to your prayer. It's coming back to the earth, and there's going to be noises and thunderings, lightnings, and earthquakes that's going to make a difference on the earth. You have the ability to influence what's going on in the earth if you pray. Everybody say this. Say, nothing just happens. I'm just going to wait here and see the salvation of the Lord. I'm just going to stand here and see what God does. Well, that won't take long. Because he can't do anything without prayer. Okay, nothing's just going to happen. So, so, so without prayer, heaven isn't permitted to produce. If you're not seeing it, you got to be praying it. Okay? And, and, and prayer is, is how uh, we permit heaven to produce the finished product. It's already done. But let's put it this way. Prayer is how you bring from heaven into earth that which has already been accomplished by Christ. So prayer is how you manifest the finished work of Jesus. Without prayer, you're not going to see it. I, I want you to see this. Ephesians 6, starting at verse 10. And, and, you know, these are very familiar scriptures, but maybe we can see something new here. Uh, you know, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind. Look at what it says. Finally, brethren, you be strong in the Lord. It's not your strength. It's not that, that, it's, that, that, that you're relying on your ability, but it's like, no, you can be strong in the Lord. It's his strength and his ability. So you can trust God. This is the confidence that we have in him. He's strong enough to handle your problem. His abilities are greater than the, than the, than the enemy's abilities that have come against you. You can have confidence in him. And you, put, and you put your confidence in him, and verse 11 says, and put on the whole armor of God. Everybody say, the whole armor. The whole, the whole armor of God that you might be able to stand. See, you have to have the ability to stand, to hold your ground, to not let go, to not cave in, to not give up, to not back down, to not run away, to not change your mind, to not change your story, to not step out of character, to not rewrite the script, to not think a second thought. No, you have to have this on so you can stand. You can take a stand because the enemy has a strategy to get you to move. 
The enemy's strategy is to disappoint you. How many of you have ever tried to pray from a position of disappointment? You're disappointed, and now you're trying to pray the prayer of faith. It's, it ain't going to happen. You're going to need some help. Okay. But see, the enemy wants to disappoint you. See, a lot of times we look at things, and, 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 and is it all right if we just get real for a second? A lot of times we're not real sharp. I said, we're not real sharp. It's like we, we think that, that uh, uh, obedience or, or submission is an act. It's not the act, it's the position. Even back in the day, how, how many of you guys went to church way back? I mean, you know, come on, some of my, some of my mature friends up in here, you know, just like, hey, we, we went to church back in the day when, uh, you know, when, when they had rules and regulations and the, the week that we look at now and kind of laugh about because it's like, what does that have to do with anything? Well, what it had to do with was submission and obedience. It wasn't, it, it wasn't that the long dress was actually the issue. See, that was the act. The act was, was crazy, but it was the position that made the difference because there's power in, in the position of obedience. See, instead of finding a loophole so you don't have to obey, you have to look for an opportunity so you can step into the position of obedience. It's not really what you're doing, but it's the position that what you're doing is going to put you in. You, you tracking? So what the, it's the position. See, it, it's the appointment. Right? See, the enemy wants to disappoint. The prefix dis means to push or press out of. The enemy wants to push you out of your appointment. See, there, there are people that attend our church that have uh, uh, positions in the community that have been appointed. They, they've won, you know, a, a political race, and, and they have an appointment. And in that appointment, there's authority that comes with the appointment. Outside of that appointment, they don't have that authority. They're just whatever. But in their appointment, that's where their authority is at. Here's why the enemy's trying to get you to shift out of your appointment, because your appointment is where your authority is at. And if you ever let go of your authority, then God's ability, as awesome as it is, makes no difference in your life. So, you need the armor so that you can stand. So you don't give up your appointment. It's a position. You have to keep yourself in position so that God's ability can be released. I'm going to show this to you. Check it out. This, you, you doing okay? You're going to stay in your authority, right? You're not going to be moved. Why? Well, because... Jesus obtained some awesome stuff that I need to maintain and demonstrate. I don't, you know, a lot of you guys are asking God for victory. It's, we already have that. I'm asking God for healing. We already have that. I'm asking God for, to prosper me. We already got that. What do we need to do? I'm going to show you, but you need to quit be moving around. You, you need to quit suggesting to God, calling it prayer. Okay, that, that, okay, God, you need to you need to release abundance into my life. Release abundance in my. He has already given us all things that pertain to life and to godliness. So what I have to do is, uh, I need to appropriate it. I need to bring it. That's that's what has been provided in, into my life. Let's learn how. Amen. Jesus has done it, okay? Look at, where are we? 12? Look at 12. For we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, 
but against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. You, you might not like this, but there are demonic forces working against you. Now, I don't want you to be all freaked out by that because we've already told you, show you in the Bible, you have authority over all the power of the enemy. But your problem isn't your boss. Your, your battle isn't your spouse. Your, your, your battle isn't a coworker. Your battle isn't your neighbor. We, we wrestle against spiritual wickedness. And, and, and uh, man, I'm telling you, there is a warfare going on whether you like it or not, and you got to understand who you're fighting. And, and, and he said, so because this is happening, wherefore, look at verse 13, wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God so that you might be able to withstand in the evil day. And I don't know who you are, but I'm telling you what, if you haven't had one yet, one's on its way. You're probably going to have an evil day. And your evil day might not be the same as my evil day, but when the evil shows up in the day, man, that's why every day you get up and you say, God, I just thank you that you're going to lead me and guide me out of the evil of this day, that you're going to be my provider, you're going to be my strength, you're going to be my wisdom. God, you're going to be my, hello, somebody. You're delivering me from the evil of today. Right? Why? So that you can be able to withstand and having done all to stand, Okay, in verse uh, 14, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. What's the truth? The truth is the Word of God. Everybody say the Word of God. And having the breastplate of righteousness. What's righteousness? Right standing with God. It's the righteousness of God in Christ. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Okay, uh, uh, righteousness, being right with God. Where do I get that from? Well, it's a mindset. It's a mind that's been renewed. How do you renew your mind? With the Word of God. Everybody say the Word of God. Do you realize you can't be defeated if you know the Word of God? If you, if you know, and by know, I, I don't mean like, well, I heard something. I mean, you know it, right? A lot of people quote Romans uh, 8, 28. Uh, All things work together for Okay, all things work together for? Okay. What are the first words of that verse? We know. We know that God works all things together. See, it's, it's like, man, it's like knowing. See, if you know the word, you believe the word, you cannot be defeated. Before the enemy can defeat you, he has to disarm you. So if he, can get, if he can get you to let go of the Word of God, he can get you to let go of your stance. So stand, having your loins girt about with truth, breastplate of righteousness. Look at this, 15. Have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Everybody say the Word of God. Above all, above all, taking the shield of faith. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. Okay, it's the Word of God. You take the shield of faith and you can quench the fiery darts of the wicked what's going to prepare you, your feet, for the path that God's going to take you? What's going to prepare you for what God has prepared for you? It's going to be the Word of God. What's going to, what's going to protect you from the fiery darts of the enemy? It's going to be the Word of God. So you're going to need the Word of God. Take the helmet of salvation. How do you get that? It's the Word of God. The Spirit, which is the Word of God. And then what do you do? Look at verse 18. Pray. So what do you take with you when you pray? The Word of God. If you ain't taking the Word of God with you when you pray... Your prayer is going to be very disappointing. 
If you are disappointed, what are you going to lose? Your authority. If you lose your authority, what's going to happen? Nothing. I'm wanting to elevate your prayer life. But that means you're going to have to elevate your word life. So, so that you, so that, you know, oh, God, help me. Help me, Father. This sickness has come upon me. Ah! How about, Lord, I thank you, according to Romans 4.19. I'm not weak in faith. I don't consider the weakness of my own body. I thank you that I have a full manifestation of healing my body, and it's going to catch up with my faith. I believe that you promised, and you are also able to perform. You call those things which don't even exist as though they do. God, I just thank you that I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I'm blessed coming in and blessed going out. I thank you, God, that weapons that are formed against me can't even prosper. God, I just thank you that I'm ready for and equal to anything that comes my way through Christ who's infusing me with an inner strength. God, I just thank you that today, that even what the enemy intends for evil, God, you're going to step into it, you're going to turn it, and you're going to use it for my good. God, I just thank you that the voices that have risen up against me, though the enemy comes against me, he'll flee seven different directions because God is on my side. What are you doing? You're praying now. Sit down. What are you doing? Now you're praying. When it's, oh, Jesus... They're being so mean to me. They've said bad things and I don't deserve it. I show up late and I leave early. Why do I do it? It's for them. They don't like me. It's like stupid. Don't waste your time. Hello, somebody. Your prayer is a declaration of what he's already done. So you, you begin to admit and confess what he's done, and you get an agreement, and when you get into agreement with what God said, the door swings open for his ability to manifest what he did. James 5, is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. What's that? The word of God. Any sick, call on the elders. What are they going to do? They'll pray for him. Anoint him with oil, and the prayer of faith will save the sick. And the Lord will raise him up. And if he's committed sins, they'll be forgiven. Look at this one, 16. Confess your faults one to another. Well, now hold on here. That's going to be hard to do, seeing I don't have any. I mean, Hello? You know, confess your faults once you know. Which, by the way, when someone shares their fault with you, it is not so you can put it on blast. You know, someone comes to you and they say, hey, there, there, there is a place where what God declared at my beginning, which is the end, there's, a, there's an area of my life, and I think I've messed it up. What are you supposed to do? Pray. Well, wait a minute. So that wouldn't look like this, Right? Come here, Fredo. I love Fredo. Come here, Fredo. So, Fredo, tell, tell us all one of your faults. No, I just uh, <laughs> We don't have time. Okay. So, Fredo comes, and he's like, you're not going to believe this, but this is going on in my life. 
And I, and I just feel like I've really failed. Well, dude, you're not a failure. Let me tell you something. You're above only, not beneath. You are a man of God, called of God, anointed by God, and empowered by God. So I just speak the word of God into you right now that the life of God will cause you to begin to elevate over the thing that had you stumble. God's going to make your feet like hinds feet, and he's going to set you on top of the high places. He's going to cause you to run through a troop and leap over a wall. It's crazy that Christians don't know how to operate like a believer. He comes and tells us his fault. And a lot of times, this is our response. Stand over there. Bro, you're going to hell. And then the minute he's gone, you're not going to believe this, but we really need to pray for Fredo. Because Fredo has stepped off the path of the righteous, I would say unto thee. Fredo is in a deep, deep yogurt spot. And then we wonder, what's wrong with us? Where's the movement of God's power? Where's the production of the promises of God? It's because we have been in a prayerlessness state. But you can't pray. You you can sit down. That's an answer to your prayer. It's like you can't pray if you ain't got the Word of God. Check this out in the Amplified. Look at this. Did I give it to you in the Amplified? No, I'm going to read it to you in the Amplified because I think I have it. And if I don't, I can get it. Confess to one another, therefore, your faults, your slips, your false steps, your offenses, your sins. Because there's times that you need somebody else's help with the result of your bad decision. And, And remember that if you sin, don't worry about it, it'll be forgiven. Now, it doesn't mean just go ahead and do what you want, but... There ain't nobody perfect in the room. See, don't let the enemy tell you that the reason God's not answering your prayer is because you have sin in your life. Because the Bible says that he who says he has no sin is sinning. Because he's a liar. And the truth isn't in it. So it's all right to say, I've got problems. It's not a problem. Your problem ain't the problem. See, that was an action. It's the position that you're looking for. So if you, I thought you had it there for a minute. It's gone. Okay. Confess your faults, your slips, your false steps, your offenses, and your sins, and pray for one another, and you'll be healed and restored. Check it out. To a spiritual tone of mind and heart. He said, I'm going to, it'll help your heart. It'll help your mind. And check it out. The earnest heart felt continued prayer. What's prayer? It's the Word of God. So you got to continue in the Word of God. It's got to be heartfelt. It's got to be earnest. you got to be a believer. you got to stand there and say, nope, I'm not going to be talked out of what God's been talking me into. I know, I know it doesn't look like, feel like, smell like, taste like, but I'm going to stand here and say it until I see it because I'm going to stand on the Word of God. And it's going to be heartfelt because the, that kind of prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working dynamic in its working, dynamic in its working, dynamic in its working. It's dynamite power that's available to you when you pray. If we take a stick of dynamite and throw it up in here with a lit fuse in just a moment, some things are going to be changed and rearranged. Hello? You take dynamite and you throw it in to, to a hole in the ground or you throw it in. How about we just drive past somebody's house and fling it in their yard? 
What's going to happen? Things are going to be changed and rearranged. You take your prayer, send it up to heaven, it gets lit, man. You fill the bowl, you, you know, it's like packing the stick. And all of a sudden, the fire from the altar comes on and the fuse is lit. And it's sent back to earth. What's going to happen? Some things are going to be changed and rearranged. Okay, some of y'all feel areas of your life where you've been stuck. God's about ready to bring a power into your life that's dynamic and it's working. It's going to be changed and rearranged. Well, we've always been broke. We've always had poverty. I'm here today to tell you that the prayer of the faith shall save the sick. The prayer of faith will raise the dead. The prayer of faith will release the finances. The prayer of faith will heal the heart. The prayer of faith, and you begin to speak the Word of God into your situation, and things are going to begin to be changed and rearranged, changed, and re- well, I've always, I've always dealt with this sickness. No, I'm not going to die. The doctor says I'm going to die, but God, you said I will not die, but live and declare the goodness of my king. God, uh, all of these weapons that have been formed against me, and it seems to me like they're prospering, but no weapon formed against me can prosper. Every tongue that rises against me, I can condemn because this is the heritage of the children of a living God. God, I just thank you that as I stand in agreement on the Word of God today, that things are changing, things are being arranged, and that my final outcome is going to be better than my current condition. God, I just thank you that I dwell in a peaceful habitation, and I speak to the chaos today, the chaos that it would flee in the name of Jesus because I have authority over all of the power of the enemy and nothing can by any means harm me. I got to tell you somebody, I'm in the mood to pray a little bit. See, I've been praying for you already. Granting God permission to show up in this place and drop a bomb into your life so that he could change and rearrange some things. See, you you got a past that the enemy keeps trying to remind you of. But I want to tell you about the future that's been prepared for you. I want, to, I want you to know that the possibilities are so much greater than the histories. That if we could blow up that mindset that has you hung up, that you could be flung up into the future that God has prepared for you. I want you to know today that you don't have to stay where you are. That God will elevate you. That God will lift you. That God will empower you. That you'll have the ability like Paul to say, I'm ready for and equal to anything that comes my way through Christ who's infusing me with an inner strength. I got power above all. The power of the inner me. Nothing can stop me. Look out, devil. Here I come. I'm just standing on the Word of God today. I'm telling you that God's about ready to break somebody out of prison. You got bondages in your life? You you know, let me just tell you something. If you have bondages in your life, I think you ought to just stand to your feet. I just want to pray for you here in a second. But you you got a chain that's held you back for years and years? I think you ought to just right now just stand to your feet. You got sickness in your body? I think right now you ought to just stand to your feet. You got relationships that are falling apart? I think you ought to just stand to your feet. You got an area of need in your life and you need God to move? I think you ought to just stand to your feet. And God, right now, in the name of Jesus, we just declare that we have power over all the strategies of the enemy. God, we just come into your presence today with thanksgiving. God, we're so thankful for what you've done. We look behind us like David said, and we see you there. And we look out in front of us, and we see you there. So God, we give you access to right here, to right now. And right here in this moment, we just release a power that's dynamic and it's working. God, I just thank you that when we pray for one another, the prayer of faith will save save us. The prayer of faith will heal us. The prayer of faith will restore us. The prayer of faith will revive us. 
So God, right now, in Jesus' name, we release that dynamic working power by the, by the Spirit of God, which resides in us. And we just declare today, God, that your word has come and healed us. Your word has set us free. Your word has renewed us, refreshed us, revived us, restored us, and we will never be the same. Come on, somebody, give him a shout and a prayer. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Why don't you be seated for just one more second, but keep your, keep your head bowed, your eyes closed. You're in this place today, and you need a power connection to, to the Lord. Man, you need Jesus in your life. And maybe what we might call the sinner's prayer, maybe you've never prayed it, maybe you prayed it a hundred times, but you know today that something's going to be different. There's just something on the inside of you going, hey, hey, let's... Let's change and rearrange some things in your life. Let, let's get in alignment with God. Let's get in agreement with God. The first step of agreement is to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God raised him from the dead. So we're all going to pray. Everybody in the, everybody in the room is going to pray this prayer. We won't call you out. I'm not going to have you stand. But if you're here today and you say, you know what, Tom? I'm going to get my life to Jesus. I don't want to play church. I want to get real with God because I need God to be real with me. I'm ready for a change. I'm ready for a rearrangement. So I'll, this is going to be my prayer. While no one's looking around, heads are bowed, eyes are closed, I'm going to ask you to do something, just one little thing, so I can agree with you in prayer. Just hold your hand up. Say, Tom, that's me. Tom, that's me. Thank you. Hold your hand up. Thank you. 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 It's awesome. Thank you. You can put them down. I just want to wait just for a second. Because anybody else, you sit here thinking, man, I don't understand any of this. That's okay. You'll, you can grow in this. But I'm telling you, I just feel it in my, in my heart, in my spirit, that God's like calling you. He's like, shit, your heart rates have increased a couple beats a minute here. And, and, just, it, and it's like, what do I do with it? All you got to do is raise your hand and then pray this prayer. So we're waiting on you. Just hold your hand up. Say, that's me. Thank you. There you are. That's so cool. There you are. Everybody here now. You say, dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. So I receive it right now in Jesus' name. Come into my life and change me. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me vision. I choose to live for you every day of my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. And I do believe in my heart. And I do confess with my mouth. That Jesus, you are Lord. Raised from the dead. And I now have life. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, everybody, give God one more shout, one more praise. Thank you, God.